0: everybody. It's uh, me, Hugh. It's Liquid Lunch. It's uh, Wednesday today. It's summer, instant summer. And uh, we're going to actually talk a little bit about that because we've got Brian Gladstone uh, rejoining us here. It's been a few years, Brian, since we had you on the show.
1: Actually, it's been a, a few months, actually. I, th- I I was on with Sigma Randa oh, uh, for her songwriting session. You
0: Okay, that's yeah, that's her show. That's her show. That's for, right. for your show,
1: you're absolutely right. It's it might
0: be a decade.
1: Uh, well, well,
0: or maybe not. Maybe not,
1: but it's been, a f- it's been a few years, so thank you for having me back.
0: Well, it's great to have you, and uh, we're here to talk about, uh, amongst other things perhaps, the new CD Brianology, which is uh, going to be launched at Hughes Room on uh, June the 14th. June the
1: 14th at Hughes Room is the CD release.
0: On a Thursday, which is on the On a new Thursday Friday, night, which is the new Friday, that's right. So, uh, right, right. Dan- Danny Case is uh, our co-host today. Don't forget to use that mic, Danny. No problem. the hair's looking good. Thanks. Just saying. Um, Now, um, so this is the first uh, record from you in quite a a while. In about
1: 12 years. I did um, four albums in five years, between uh, 1999 and 2005. And then there was just a lull for, well, I guess, 13 years. Now,
0: that, uh, you know, that... uh, that's a long break for someone who put out uh, so many albums in so short a time. I mean, I know you're busy uh, doing things like Winter Folk. Yeah,
1: uh, I still run the Winter Folk Festival, yes.
0: Which is a, a little uh, bit of sunshine in the mid- middle of our uh, ridiculously long winters. Yeah, this
1: year especially, ridiculously <laughs> long, yeah. Winter well, Folk. Was
0: re- ridiculously long, then instant summer, yeah. right?
1: Well, I always say, like, January had 95 days this year.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, uh, but what was the, uh, why such a long uh, time?
1: You know what, it, it really was not part of a master plan. That's just, you know, um, when I write sometimes, you know, when it comes out, it comes out. And I yeah. was just, you know, I felt it, it just, for some reason, it just took that long to accumulate and write uh, 13 new songs that I, that I was happy with. Part of the delay was I wrote, I, I feel I wrote a lot of the songs above my ability to play guitar. Before,
0: so I, or... Uh, for during this the, during the,
1: For this album. Okay. And so I really spent a good two years just getting my guitar up to speed oh. for, for the record. Okay. Because I, I wanted it to be partially a guitar album.
0: Right. Yeah, that's what uh, people are saying is that it's a real guitar-oriented album.
1: Well, I, I listen to a lot of guitar players' albums and it excites me a lot. And I just really wanted to uh, hone my craft and uh, hopefully a lot of other guitar players will get the same enjoyment out of it that uh, I do for so many albums.
0: Well, I noticed reading some of the uh, promo materials that you had Noah Zacharin on the record. Noah
1: Zacharin, yeah, came in for one track, yeah.
0: And, uh, I mean, he's a great guitar No player.
1: Noah's great. Noah's my buddy. Uh, we played uh, we played together uh, quite a few times. And when he found out I was doing a record, he said, Brian, find a spot for me. Yeah. Whatever you need, I'm there. Yeah, excellent. Super guy. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and to, um, what was the... Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the overall process, say, compared to the other records that you did before?
1: Well the process was totally different because the first uh, four albums I, I did in my own home studio and this wow. was the first time I actually went to somebody else's studio to do them so it was a bit it was a bit a bit of a, a different process for me um, and um, I did it in Ozworld studio which is uh, run by Mark Stowe and um, we I wanted I was really looking for a, a simple album although it sort of expanded and got a little complicated but I was looking for an album Uh, Similar to what I would listen to when I got into uh, roots music and folk music in the late 60s and early 70s. I wanted a a singer-songwriter, one guy and his guitar. Now, all the arrangements grew a little more complicated, but that's really where it started out.
0: Well, sometimes, you know, the song... uh, I forget who said it. Somebody said, you know, the star of the song... The song is the star or something like that. So the the song... we'll let you know what it needs.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what we did. Um, I actually, I did it in reverse for most people. Um, I recorded the guitar tracks first. A lot of people do the bass or the percussion first. I did the guitar tracks first, and then we did the vocals, and then we sort of took a look at it. And I say we, it was co-produced by myself and Tony Corrington. And so we say, okay, you know what? I think we need a fiddle there. I think we need a banjo there. So we let the songs really take their own natural evolution.
0: Right, yeah. Have you ever had a song come up where you needed the bagpipes? I'm just curious. Uh, no. Okay. No. That happened to me once. Yeah, okay. But it's tough uh, finding a bagpipe player when you need one. Yeah, when you need one. That's true. There's, there's rarely <laughs> one around. Now, um, and you got your guitar here today, yes. and I know you're going to do uh, maybe three songs, hopefully, sure. for us. That'd be um, great. Do you want to do one for us now, and, and sure. which one would you like to do?
1: Um, I'll do a song called, I Want More Time In Your Dreams, which is actually the uh, first song on the album. And this song was uh, one of the l- latter ones I wrote for the album. And this song sort of came to me. Um, you know, sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night and there's something on your mind. And I said, I think there's a song coming, and I wanted to grab it quickly before it went away. So um, this was sort of, a, I think, a gift from the, whoever gives you songs, because I, I, wrote, I put it together in about 45 minutes. And I didn't really write a lot of it down. And fortunately, uh, when I woke up in the morning, I remembered most of it. Oh, that's good. So it's called I Want More Time in Your Dreams. That's because I dream about girls all the time.
0: You know? Dan, do you ever dream about girls?
1: Yeah.
0: OK, I dream about girls, too. Just yeah. saying. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's called I Want More Time in Your Dreams. I want more time in your dreams When you're alone with moonbeams When darkness rules the skies And you shut your weary eyes We'll drift away to dreamland I'll be your right hand man I want more time in your dreams More than it seems While gallantry's not dead It happens nightly in your bed I want more time in your dreams I want more time in your dreams To be with you I go to any means If you think you're in danger If you're followed by a stranger, I'll defeat that lowly fiend with a dropkick to the spleen. I want more time in your dreams. when villains perpetrate their evil schemes. Like Superman and Lois Lane, I'm your umbrella in the rain. I want more time in your dreams. I do. Thank you. Very nice.
0: Thank you. Now, when uh, this is right here, right now, it's just you and the guitar. I'm just curious, like, uh, on the on the CD, um, what kind of instrumentation do you have on that song?
1: The instruments and the arrangements vary from track to track. Um, pretty well every song has uh, my guitar, uh, usually Tony Corrington's guitar backing it up. Um, we have bass on many of the tracks, and we really tried to diversify. So um, we've got harmonica a few places. We've got a well placed fiddle. Uh, we've got um, a dobro. Um, so we really tried to, you know, as, as I said um, earlier, we just tried to, to sit there and figure out what the song needed and, and put in, you know, right. whatever, whatever instrumentation was needed, you know, just to fill in the song.
0: Well, I just want to know because my toe was tapping yes. there. Uh, uncontro- uh, unavoidably and um, do you have a drummer on the
1: on the? Um, CD? No, there's no there's no, no drums. D- okay, we, we do have percussion. Right. But actually, uh, uh, I've done five CDs and there's no drums on any of the C- uh, any of the CDs. And I really looked for um, uh, percussion that sounded different. So I was mm-hmm. looking for wood sounds or, or natural sounds, but not not that standard kick drum and, and snare because I, I find for the style I play. Um, a lot of times it just walks over the walks right. over the fingerstyle guitar yeah.
0: well you certainly didn't need it there because the, uh, the toe was tapping um, can we talk about some of the content because uh, sure. you've got some interesting uh, songs with some interesting topics and there seems to be sort of a I don't know a social commentary going on to some extent yeah, yeah yeah,
1: I, I do um, I, I do try and use my, my voice and my stage and you know and um, any airplay I get, I think you know we have sort of a responsibility or uh, an obligation or a privilege, just you know, to uh, as a concerned human, yeah, make make a difference. Make you know, have a social conscience. Uh, yeah, make a difference in the S- world.
0: So you got one song called Lightning Man. I yes. noticed, yes. and uh, I was uh, just uh, reading that it was uh, maybe something to do with uh, Nikola Tesla. You and Tony Quarrington.
1: Uh. Well, I- interestingly enough. Um, Independently, we were both fascinated by, by Nikola Tesla, um, his experiments. Now, for a lot, a lot of years of my life, I was actually a, re- a research engineer, and I was a- actually in the same field as Tesla worked. Okay. Of course, he worked 100 years earlier. And I've read all of his papers, and I just think he's an, an absolute genius. And uh, his, uh, he probably had 70 patents for things he invented, but he had no ability to commercialize anything, so he lived most of his life in poverty.
0: Yeah, especially after uh, who was it? Rockefeller, one of those guys uh, pulled their funding.
1: Uh, oh, the, yes. From, after the um, Warden. J.P. Morgan. Yeah, J.P. Yeah, Morgan. Yeah, that yeah. Was it it, yeah. He, he was this close to getting to getting things together.
0: Free power for everyone in the world. Yeah, I.
1: I you know what? I, I'm not sure if that's a valid concept, but no. You know, back in 1890 or. 1900. It sounded like a research. It would have been idea. a cool
0: idea, but maybe yes. would, there, there could have been problems with, with that too. Maybe with all the electricity in there it could have caused health problems. I don't know. Yeah. But the idea of free energy is one that really appeals to yeah. me. Yeah. Well, a lot
1: of times what, what they what they were doing, and he he was a contemporary of Edison, and he was a competitor of Thomas Edison. But they would they would come up with these outrageous ideas. It's like a politi- like the political campaign. They just tried to outdo each other. Well, look what I thought of, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, so. those
0: were the the. Golden days of that kind of innovation, right? Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So um, I I did think at one point, as I said, I I, I was sent back to Earth to to finish his work, which I don't think I really did. But
0: well, it's not too late. No. Um, Because I keep hearing about these free energy devices all the time.
1: You know what? Uh, No such thing as free energy. It uh, it it has to come from somewhere. That's actually that's Einstein. That's part of Einstein's equation. Well... If, if you discover it, let us know.
0: Okay. Because... Uh, Daniel, did you have something to say? I, I saw you holding the mic up. I just wondered if you wanted to uh, comment. No, you you already covered it. Uh, the, the experiment he was doing was on free energy, and there were the whole bunch of conspiracies that the the people behind the scenes, you know, the... The power brokers. Because the, car- the cartels behind the yeah. scenes, the criminal underground that was behind the scenes, they didn't want that coming out. Yeah. So they, as soon as they found out yeah. that, that 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 was for free energy, they pulled the funding yeah. immediately and on purpose. I know, and we still don't have free energy. Well, but I hear you, Brian, that it may not be. It's against the, one of those uh, laws of thermodynamics, but... Yeah. But I, know, yes. I do know a little bit about it. I think he was supposed to pull the energy from the atmosphere. It's not exactly free energy, but he was pulling the energy from the atmosphere itself. Something like that.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Now, Brian, so, I mean, what, are, I, I don't know if you're planning to play that song uh, for us here and now, and you don't have to, I don't want to, I want you to play what you want to play, okay. but uh, um, what, what was your, the essential me- message you were trying to get out with that song?
1: Um, I think the message was just to There's actually specials on Nikola Tesla. Yeah. And a lot of them depict him as a a mad, evil scientist. Yeah. And he wasn't. And we just wanted to maybe make his story known and and talk about uh, what a tragedy his life was.
0: Well, because he was largely forgotten for so long. And then, uh, of course, now we have the Tesla cars.
1: Well, yeah, they named the company after him.
0: And uh, there was that band Tesla. Remember that band? Band
1: Tesla. Well, more significant, I think, uh, historically, is that... um, when Marconi... And these guys were all in competition, you know, because the more notoriety they got, the more funding they got, Mm -hmm. you know, the more people bought into their ideas. And he... I Just recently, they removed the patent from the radio from Marconi and gave it to Tesla.
0: Oh, they just today? No, not today. But But this week or recently?
1: um, When I say recently, probably the last two
0: decades. Oh, okay. Okay. So they finally acknowledged uh, what was really going on there. Yes, yes. A little late. Little guy died in a... He died in 1945. Hotel room or yeah, he like died. That. He, died
1: apart. he He didn't pay his bill for two years, but they let him stay there.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Um, do you want to do uh, what? What other? What next song? Would you uh, like
1: I'm going to do, do a boys? song called "New Boy." Okay. And this has this has a, a bit of a social social, me- social message as well, and it's really about. Um, a young man or a young lady, anybody growing up in this world and uh, parenting them and just the uh, legacy that we leave them, the, a mess that we're making of the world and the environment and climate changing and just that uh, the message is, well, that's what we're leaving you and you're up to the challenge and I hope you can clean up the mess that we left you. Mm. It's called New Boy. for today Giant step of mankind A young man on his way He's safe and he's warm He's loved a special way Oh, what a glorious day Since you came my way new boy took his first Stop to pick some daisies, made some friends to play. He knows all the rules and does everything his own way. The world seems oh so bright since you shone your light. New boy kissed his first girl today. Rocked his world away, he knows how to share and give his heart away. He found a good woman, make him do his best, and love will do the rest. new boy looked into his father's eyes today I love you so much daddy how can you treat my world this way I cannot drink the water and the small blocks out today our children's life is our only worth now they must see A better place today. Stop to plant some daisies, made some friends to play. He knows all the rules and does everything his own way. He's part of nature's plan. We leave the world in your hands.
0: Talk about. Um, I, I noticed one of your songs is talking about the highway of heroes. Yes, and uh, that's kind of an interesting. Uh, I'd like to get into that a little bit because. Okay, um, sure. Um, uh, there's something about that that uh, strikes me as well. So I'd like to maybe talk about that. Well,
1: um, you know, a, lo- a lot of times you don't plan songs. They just sort of, they just sort of come. Or you just get. You never know when the inspiration is coming. Um, I was driving back a few summers ago from. I had a lovely tour of Eastern Canada. And I was driving back from New Brunswick, and when you hit Ontario, you see a lot of signs called the Highway of Heroes. And I just recall seeing the news, and whenever we have uh, one of our, our, our brave young men or women uh, that, that's killed in the military, mm-hmm. um, one of the things they do is they um, give them a, a soldier's uh, funeral, of course, but they uh, parade them down the Highway of Heroes, and there's people on the bridges waving them, mm-hmm. waving to them and saluting them. And then you'll see it in the newspaper, and you know this could have been, you know, the kid down the street, your paper boy, your son, your daughter, and they're forgotten about very quickly. And I just sort of, in my mind, uh, as I was driving, uh, I was thinking that perhaps you know a, a slab of asphalt is, is not mm-hmm. the most befitting mm-hmm. tribute to somebody uh, who heard their country call and uh, signed up for the army and and gave their life uh, so that we. Can live in in freedom Mm -hmm. and often the time they're not even fighting for our freedom they're just fighting for the good of humanity they're they're peacekeeping or just you know they're they're doing the right thing so i i i just wanted to point out that we value and i think we we cherish what they do but perhaps the the way we remember it it, you know could be improved
0: now is there a bit of an anti-war sentiment uh as well
1: yes there is Yes, there is. Cause, just, I
0: mean, because those things kind of go. I mean, it's kind of a. Not that they're opposed to each other, but it's kind of a tightrope to. Yeah, to it's, walk it's it's there. a slippery
1: slope. But you know, when I grew up, there was a war going on, and there was anti-protest, and I learned, you know, make love, not war. Yeah. So you know, I think that we should always strive for uh, a peaceful solution.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's uh, tough sometimes. I mean, if you look at the uh, the whole. Uh, Iraq war thing, it's like, um, so many people, uh, we didn't go to that, I mean, Canada wasn't involved in that war, you know, mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. Jean Chrétien, yeah. uh, but uh, in the US, so many people didn't want that war to happen, and it happened anyways, and it just seems sometimes it looks like, uh, you know, the further you go back to the Second World War, it's like, we were the good guys.
1: Well, that's, that's, one, of the, that's one of the paradoxes, because the people you're fighting think they're the good guys. Yeah, and
0: uh, but sometimes there are. You know. Well, okay, I, I get however it. However
1: much we think we're the good guys, yeah, they think they're the good guys by the same amount. And anything we talk about, they think well that's propaganda. We say that to them. Well, you're just saying propaganda. Yeah. And there's a lot of which is I won't get into it, but there's a lot of wars in the name of religion and a lot of things done in the name of God. Well, you know. We have a God too. So whose God is right?
0: Right, or it's about money. If you get down to it, well, it's about economic interests and it's about geopolitics. I think, yeah,
1: I think it's ultimately about money, about oil, and uh, I mean, war, war. is a profit center.
0: Yeah. So I mean, you know, you know, it's it's one thing to honor, you know, our young Canadian uh, guys that go off, uh, but it's another thing to make sure that. Uh, as a country, we're doing the right things, that we're not getting involved in uh, frivolous or unnecessary uh, wars that are not really about the right thing.
1: Well, you know, th- that's what history does. You know, at the time, it's, it seems like the right thing, but looking back historically, th- that's that's the, true, that's the true test. Yeah. You know? Yeah. O- often you look back and it's the wrong thing.
0: Well, that's, that's the way it is with life too, right? That's I mean, the way, yes. I'll, How many times uh, did we realize only too late that that was the wrong thing to
1: do? All we can do is
0: our best (laughs) at the time. Yeah. Um, uh, Okay, do you want to do one more song for us?
1: Sure. Um, I'm going to do a a song called A Song for Everyone. And it's actually not on the album, on my new album, Brianology. But it's... um Probably my most requested song, and I like to close everything I do with it.
0: Was it on a previous album?
1: Yes, it was on my uh, previous one called The Time for New Beginnings, and it's called A Song for Everyone. Okay. I wanted to make sure everybody's included. Cheers. Thank
0: you. Um, I don't want to just uh, stop just yet, uh, uh, Brian. I just got a couple more questions. Sure. Here because uh, I know you got a song here called uh, See, we're doing a vegan show here on that channel now. Cool. So, and I know you got a song here called uh, Behind the uh, Maple, uh, Maple Leaf Slaughterhouse Doors. Yes which is like a vegan anthem. Um,
1: That's exactly what I wanted to be. I did turn vegan a few years ago.
0: Oh, so you're vegan as well? I'm a vegan as well, yes. Okay.
1: And um, I thought of the, first of all, I have been to vegan conferences. I've been on marches. And I, a lot of times I thought, although I believe in the cause, I can't watch the vegan movies or the vegan messages because they're too violent and they're too cruel. And I I get it, but I don't need the shock value
0: well, you've already made the, the, the choice, right?
1: I, 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 yes, I, I made the. I actually made the choice a few years ago, and I was at uh, a conference at the University of Toronto, and the, my decision maker was, oh, I can. They they fed us, yeah, really good stuff. I said I can live on this, and because I, I was sort of mentally committed, but I was you know, right. Sort of uh, every time I had a you know any, anything. Um, um, Meat-related, or poultry, or eggs, or, or milk—I always felt guilty. And uh, when I found out, well, that you don't—you ha- don't have to. Um, you're, you, you can still eat things you like, and you mm-hmm. can eat well. Although it's a lot—it's a lot healthier eating.
0: It's healthier too. That's the whole other it, thing. It's healthier right? too. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. And I am a heart attack survivor. And when I look at the the heart-healthy diet and the vegan diet, there's so many similarities. Right. So um, I was at actually the Santa Claus parade. Uh, maybe three years ago. And the, um, a lot of the meat packing companies had floats going by it. And Canada Packers was one, Maple Leaf Foods was one, Schneider's Foods. And their f- floats, I, I thought, really sent out the wrong message. They looked like they were scenes from Walt Disney's Snow White. There was happy little animals and cows and pigs and chickens singing and dancing. And I said, no, that's not what... <laughs> That's not what the, the meat industry is all about. The meat industry I- is about methodically, you know, killing, yeah. uh, with with a lot of suffering. Yeah. A lot of animals suffer yeah. uh, unnecessarily, and they work within the letter of the law, I'm sure, and the, you know, which tells them. And I thought, well, this was the wrong message. Then I was on vegan. I was on, I went to protest marches, and I, you know, I marched for vegans, and they they weren't really unified. They didn't have an anthem. They didn't have a theme song. Um, and in, in addition, as I, when I saw any movies that vegans put out, there's so much shock value. Yeah. I said, people won't watch these. I thought at some point they were sort of shooting themselves in the foot. You know, people won't watch these. So I wanted to write something um, based on the slides that I saw, yeah. the, uh, the floats that I saw. And so the song uh, makes references to... Um, This little piggy went to market. It's a one-way trip that ends in death. Mm -hmm. I I wanted to start off with nursery rhymes, but I wanted to uh, sort of talk about things that um, were true, but not really shock value. And I wanted people actually, unlike other vegan propaganda, people would actually, I was hoping, would listen to the end of the song, not be shocked, and then maybe they can make an intelligent choice.
0: Well, it just seems to me that uh, this vegan thing is really catching on, as if it's kind of reaching some sort of critical mass. Yeah. Um, And, uh, I mean, do you have any thoughts why that might be happening? Uh, Um, It just seems now in particular. Two two
1: thoughts. One of them is, first of all, it's trendy. Okay, it's, it's like, cool to be vegan now. Okay, I I don't get that totally, but it is. And also, um, um, I take the TTC a lot, and it's the first time in the last year, last six months, I've seen mainstream advertising on the TTC Mm -hmm. uh, um, on on the values of veganism. So I think it's it's just because it's trendy and uh, there's a lot more public awareness of it now.
0: Well, it is Liquid Lunch, and uh, all this talk about... uh, food, we got some vegan cheese in oh, the great. fridge, and it's actually, it's very good, and uh, I know, that's I, what I'm starting to think about right now, uh, even if it's vegan, yeah. uh, but to, now, I actually, do you think the whole world one day will go vegan? I have uh, I have friends that uh, believe that that is the case. I don't know,
1: I, I don't know. I, I feel really good about what I think is doing the right thing, Yeah. and I feel really good about coming out with a song, which we're making a video of uh, for um, behind the uh, Maple Leaf Slaughterhouse doors. I feel really good about um, doing the right thing in my food choices, but also using my voice to hopefully uh, educate people or in- engage people so they can make uh, proper choices about their diet like I've done.
0: Well, do you mind if I uh, introduce uh, some of the people in the vegan community that are hanging around that channel to the Absolutely. song. And, and maybe they can uh, start to use it uh, in the way that you intended it
1: Please. to be used. It would be a pleasure. That's what it's oh, for.
0: All right. So I'm going to... Maybe we'll get you back for that show. It's like a liquid lunch, but it's on a Monday. It's the vegan calling all vegans. Really? Okay. Lunch. Yeah. Really? Okay. So I, I'm going to tell them about it and get them... Mm-hmm. Uh, well,
1: maybe him when the room. video comes out.
0: Okay. Yeah. When would that be?
1: I think about six weeks. Okay. As I said, I want it to be the vegan anthem because yeah. there's there's no... You know, there's no unified uh, song or there's nothing that ties everybody together.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. Um, Okay, cool. So now um, the album is going to be released, uh, as we said, on uh, June the 14th at Hughes Room. Um, What time does the show begin?
1: show begins at 8.30, but uh, it's, it's always smart when you're dealing with Hughes Room to uh, make reservations in advance. You can make reservations online. I, I believe their website is uh, HughesRoomLive.com, and you can get more information on my, my website, which is BrianGladstone.com. Uh, dinner starts 6, 6.30, and uh, the music starts at
0: 8.30. And that's a great thing to do, because they got the great food over there. They have great and, food, yes. Uh, it's a great, uh, great room great way to spend it it's a, it's a
1: p- perfect sound system
0: they have an excellent yeah. sound system for acoustic music yeah yeah and uh, who's gonna be on stage with you that night
1: um, well first of all opening up we have an opening act which is the David story band I think his band is now called David story and the handsome devils I think they named themselves and um, I when I come on around 8 uh, 30 I will be appearing with people who played on the album including my sister does a lot of backup vocals Bonnie Gladstone Uh, co-producer and guitar player, Tony Quarrington, Uh, Beverly Kreller um, does uh, percussion, a lot of background harmonies, Uh, Tony Laviola does bass, Margaret Stowe helps out on guitar, we got three guitar, three hot guitar players there that night.
0: Where's Noah?
1: Oh, and of course, Noah Zachron. Okay, good. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Of course, Noah.
0: Great. Awesome. Well, uh, Brian, great to have you back on the show. And... uh Congratulations on the new uh, CD. Thank you and, so uh, much. Have a great lunch, and uh, and we'll get you back for the vegan. Uh, I'll look forward here. to it. Okay.
1: Thank you, Hugh. All right, thank My you. My pleasure.
0: So we're going to take a little break here on the show. We've got uh, Jamie McConnell coming up and uh, Justin Girard. So uh, Liquid Lunch continues on this uh, already summer Wednesday. We'll be back in a couple minutes.